What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Rose 1 through 10. We're back here with episode 94 uh, coming off a weekend that featured was supposed to feature the All-Stars, but instead they will get their season kicked off tonight in Volusia. And uh, speaking of Volusia, we have a special guest with us, a frequent uh, podcast guest, Chase Rodman, on to preview the, the World of Outlaws season and get some predictions, storylines to talk about in here before we get going. So uh, live from Volusia, man, first off, before uh, we get into the Outlaws, how about Justin Haley last night? I know you're covering the modifieds but the red eye from la to north carolina and the drive from charlotte to florida and then a win night one how was that yeah that was pretty impressive you know um they uh the format was a little weird they you know we had to run six features yesterday um split up you know 102 cars into six features um and so it kind of it kind of watered down all the features, you know, a little bit, all, like most of the good guys were, they were pretty sprinkled around. Um, he was definitely fast. Uh, that's for sure. And he was obviously, uh, he was obviously pretty tired. Um, uh, he was telling me that, you know, he hadn't slept in, you know, 40 some hours or whatever. So um, that was impressive to see uh, how, how fast he was right out of the gate. You know, he's quick time overall, which was a pretty big deal. Um, you know, I thought that was more impressive than, than the actual feature win. Um, considering there was 102 entries there. And then, you know, like I said, the features were just kind of, you know, that's how it's going to be every night this week for the UMP mods. It's going to be, um, you know, kind of a, a pill draw deal. And then, you know, the, the fastest guys are all going to be spread out throughout the six features. So I want to see him race against the other really fast guys. And then, uh, then I'll get back to you on that. But it was still impressive to see what he did with how tired he was under those circumstances. He was definitely as sharp as ever, I feel like. Yeah, that was uh, pretty awesome to follow. But, yeah, I know you're down there covering the modified, so I at least wanted to mention that. But, I mean, other than that, man, did you have a good off season? You excited to be back? Uh, how's uh, how's everything in, in the life of Chase Rodman? Yeah, we um, – you know, I spent most of my off season in Ohio with my, with my girlfriend. And, you know, I've, I've never been in Ohio during the wintertime. And, you know, it was like negative 12 degrees most of the days. Um, so I had to – buy a whole new wardrobe of, of warm clothes, um, you know, beanies, uh, you know, big jackets, uh, two pairs of pants every day. Not really, <laughs> but you know, I mean, it was like, it was really cold the whole, whole winter time for me. I got back to California, you know, every once in a while to, uh, work at my other job. And, and I have the, that other go-kart track. That I think I told you guys about before that I announced that in the winter time. But when we were off there, I'd go back to Ohio and, uh, kind of just hang out and, and, you know, I feel like when you have this kind of job, you got to you got to really relax and get out of the racing deal uh, or else you're going to get, you know, burn out of it pretty quick. So I ended up not going to the Chili Bowl, which was the first time I hadn't been there. And and over if I would have went this year, it would have been my 10th Chili Bowl in a row. And I actually did not go this year. Just wasn't into the cards for me. Um, so I definitely saved a lot of money because I ended up winning, you know, that that Chili Bowl pool that they have every year. And it paid like thirty seven hundred bucks, and I've been trying oh. to win that. I've been trying to win that for uh, forever because it's like the most prestigious pool that this Lonnie Wheatley guy puts together every year. He puts together pools for like the biggest races all year, where you pick one guy out of each group. Um, you know, and they're like group ones like the toughest guys, group eights like the the worst guys. And uh, man, it is tough to win that deal. There was, you know, I think there was eight hundred entries or something like that. 
Um, and it's, uh, I actually put it in my Twitter bio. I was so proud of it. So, um, that was kind of the highlight of the off season. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and you mentioned not going to the chili bowl, like just curious, were you, were you less interested in going because of like the whole deal with like Larson and bell not going and everything with that, did that kind of like kill your interest in it and play a factor in that? Or was it just beyond that? No, I think I actually would have kind of wanted to go more because of the fact that it was going to be more wide open than it ever has. You know, you you didn't have to, I mean, obviously Thorson won it the year before, but you weren't going to have to worry about Christopher, Kyle, you know, kind of getting up there and, and kind of sticking up the show. And you see the same guy win every time this gets kind of old, you know? So I was kind of excited to see a couple of my other friends, maybe get up there like Logan win it. And, you know, that was awesome. I wish I was there to, to celebrate with him. Um, but, uh, you know, that didn't really affect me. I, I love going there, just sitting in turn two all, all week long, you know, having a good time. That's one race that I think that I probably will never work um, because it's just it's too much fun to sit over on the backstretch with those guys and, and hang out all week. So I think I'd rather I think I'd rather pay five hundred dollars for a pit pass and the flight and the hotel and everything than, than get paid to be there because it's just uh, it's a race that hopefully I'll never miss again after that after this year. So um We'll be back again, that's for sure. Gosh, you're right on, man. Yeah, we, we've been joking for over a year now. We said it last year. But, you know, I found out last year about, like, I didn't know that much about the race. I mean, it's always something I watch. And I didn't know just, like, anybody could enter it. We, I've been saying, like, we're going to get Derek in a car. There. Oh, yeah. So that's, like, sometime in the future, I guess, like a, a, a dream thing. Because, I mean, at least he's I-raced, like, a little bit. So I think he could go out there and at least – not look like a buffoon and provide us a little bit of entertainment. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, he's never driven a midget, so I, I don't know yeah. how that would go or not, but, but it, it would, it would be cool nevertheless. And I would, I would trust him more than anybody else I could think of to get in there. So, Yeah. That's the thing about that race, man. There's, there's no race in the world that is so high you know, high caliber, you know, so looked at by every racing industry in the world. And then some Joe Blow can go out there and be a part of it. You know, there's no other, you know, like Knoxville Nationals. Some guy's not going to just go out there with a 410 sprint car and, and try and race. Nobody's going to show up at the Daytona 500. Nobody's going to show up at the Rolex 24 and just try and put around, right? Like the Chili Bowl provides that. And, then, and that's another thing that makes it so nostalgic for me. I just... You never know who's going to show up. And over the years, I've I've done some independent journalism, I guess you'd say, on some of those guys that have been there to do that. Anthony Esberg was kind of the, the big one a few years ago. The guy never had never heard of the Chili Bowl. He'd never heard of Kyle Larson. Uh, and two weeks before, he rented a car from Floyd Alvis, the guy that's been racing midgets since, you know, 1950. The guy's 85 years old, still running a midget. This car's a you know, a, a 1990 stealth chassis, and it's just like a complete shit box. And this guy goes out there, doesn't know what anything is. He hasn't raced in three years, and the last time he raced, it was on pavement. Um, goes out there, crashes Justin Allgaier and Ricky Stenhouse Jr., flips his dick off, um, <laughs> somehow makes a qualifier. He's wearing a two-piece fire suit. Uh, I got a bunch of it on my Twitter if you scroll way back in it, but um, it was it was unbelievable and that's just one of the things about the chili bowl that makes it so cool. 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I need to go back and check that out. That's freaking hilarious. Like maybe we can all get together and just do like profiles on like some of like the randos next year. Like you say, you're independent journal. Hey, maybe we can get you out there. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it was literally like I have, there's a video of me interviewing the guy after he wrecked uh, in the heat race. And then um, after that, he kind of kept his cool. He actually, he flipped. And there were so many cars that he crashed out of the race at the beginning that he made a qualifier. Um, and then, like, they were scrambling to put the car back together. And he, I, I got an interview with him on there. And it's just like, he doesn't know what any of the parts are called, but he's like, you know, uh, working, trying to get it all back together. And I mean, dude, it was, it was unbelievable. So, um, yeah, there's definitely some guys that can be profiled every year at that deal. That's hilarious. Well, uh, to, to move on from that, not a beater. I guess we could talk about that stuff all day, but we are here to to talk about the outlaws and get into the season preview. Your third year on tour now, correct? Third uh, full year, yeah. That's awesome, man. So I know uh, you're excited to to be back for another year. I'm sure some uh, new tracks, new races on the schedule. I mean, I guess we can get into that first eighty-seven race schedule. Um, what what race are, are are you most excited to see, addition uh, wise? I'm personally excited, living down in Georgia, to that they're coming to Talladega. That's that's definitely on my list. I don't know uh, which ones stand out to you where you're the most excited to go. But how do you uh, how do you feel about the schedule? I guess to get things kicked off. I mean, I like it. Um, I I'm most excited for going to new tracks. Um, that's a kind of a big deal to all of us that, that work on this deal is going to see new racetracks that we've never been to before so obviously that Talladega short tracks one of them over there and um then we got what's the other one we got um a couple other ones i can't remember off the top of my head when you when it schedules 87 races you kind of forget uh all the oh outlaw speedway is one of them uh that's a new one for us um there's a couple other ones but you know that's one speedway is oh, one try one speedway yep yeah, that was maybe that was when I was talking about Outlaw or eighty one. I can't remember what's what it was called, but yeah, I got the list for you if you want me to run it down real quick. I got it pulled up. It's oh, okay. Eighty one tri, which is twice Tri City, Ogleville, uh, and Baps. Yeah, the one I'm really excited about is Baps. I, I for some reason like I've never like seen a race there like on video or anything. And I didn't know what exactly it was. And I, I just figured it's in Pennsylvania. It's probably another half mile, big track. Uh, but then I was told that it's like a quarter mile or something. So I'm excited to get there. And, and I, I just think sprint cars, you know, 410 wing sprint cars on, you know, quarter mile, three eighths mile tracks. That's when they really uh, put on the best show. So um, I BAPS is probably at the top of the list. Also, I'm excited that we go to Lincoln two times over there in Pennsylvania. Last year was my first time there, and it was one of the best shows I think all year. Um, and the fans are are insane there; they're just they always pack that place in the infield and the grandstand. So excited to get to Lincoln twice! I think that's a really good addition to the schedule as well. But man, we could probably talk all day about the schedule, honestly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And non non outlaws, but I'm sure nevertheless you're excited the the million dollar race at Eldora this year. Yeah, I mean, I'll be there uh, in person watching. You know, my girlfriend, like I said, lives in Ohio, only about an hour away from Eldora. So uh, me and her will probably, you know, grab a lawn chair or whatever, head over there on that night. And then then, then I get to work the, the day after that for the Kings Royals. So um, that's going to be – like, I'm excited to say that I'm going to be at 
you know, maybe, I don't know, I have no inside information, but probably the one and only, you know, Eldor Million Sprint Car Race. Uh, if they bring it back, that'd be insane. Um, but, you know, that is going to be so cool to be, you know, able to sit there and watch that and be a fan. Like, you know, I mean, obviously it'd be cool to work it, but like, I think just being a fan for that race and taking it all in and, and seeing, you know, the event itself, because Eldora puts on such good events with the flames and the fireworks and, and the, you know, everything that goes into that deal. I am excited to be a fan that weekend and, uh, and watch somebody go after a million bucks. I'm kind of thinking in my head too, like, I don't know how that whole weekend's going to play out, but they're probably going to need to break that down in two days with the amount of cars that are going to show up for that. I don't know what the exact, I don't have like the schedule for that pulled up, but I imagine there's going to be so many cars pulled up that either that feature is going to be at 3 a.m. or they're going to need to break the thing down into two days. Well, I mean, that's what everybody, you know, kind of thinks that there's going to be a lot of cars, but really, in my opinion, I think we're only going to get 60 or 70 for it, you know, because a lot of guys know that they're not going to be able to compete for a million bucks, right? And it's not like the purse is like the Knoxville Nationals purse where if you run fifth in a C main, you're getting five grand, right? Like, that's, I mean, the purse of the Eldora Million, I can't remember what the what it is to start. I think it's like six grand to start, which is, I mean, it's pretty good. Uh, but it's no 15000 like the Knoxville Nationals just put out yesterday. So um, I think we get 60 to 70, maybe 80 cars to show up at Eldora. And the format, I believe, is kind of like the Dream, uh, the late model deal. Um, and I, you know, I'm not a big late model guy, so I don't know exactly what that is. Uh, but I know that they are able to get that in in one night, and they get a lot of cars. They're over 100 for the late models. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm going to be eating a lot of cheeseburgers. I'm going to be drinking a lot of uh, well, the, the Royal Flush and the toilet waters over there at, at Eldora Speedway. So um, it's going to be a, a really you know groundbreaking, a record-making, record-breaking weekend, and it's going to be uh, really, really fun to be there. Yeah, I'm going to have that. I've never been to Eldora, so, I mean, depending on what the, the summer is looking like, that's definitely on my radar to maybe try to make a trip up there for, for that race and that because it's leading right into King's Royal weekend. So, uh, yes, yeah, that's yeah, that's 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 definitely on my list. And uh, we'll have to see how it plays out there. Like we talked to Justin Peck on here last week and like they're all in excited, pumped like. That's the race they have circled this year. So for for their team, so that's just one uh, one we've we've heard from about it. So we'll yeah, see. man, everybody's pumped about it. Really, I mean, to be able to race for you know what some guys in the last three years trying to you know can win what they made in the last three years in one night, um, that can that can really you know change somebody's life. Honestly, a million bucks. And it seems like, too, speaking of money, another transition that I think a lot of sprint car fans were happy to see in the offseason is that the the Outlaws and the High Limit Series were at least to, able to come to some sort of common ground. It felt like, you know, progress, not what everybody wants to see yet, not a, exactly like a perfect relationship there yet or, or anything, but at least uh, some sort of appeasement and good that, outlaw drivers will be permitted to run if it's within a hundred miles is that the rule or yeah it's within a hundred miles of an outlaw race um you know and within i think it's two days so or 24 hours or 48 hours i can't remember what the exact numbers are 
Um, but to be honest, man, I was surprised that the outlaws even were that lenient. You know, when they said, hey, you can run four races and not lose your championship status or the new L or the new um, exclusivity bonus. I was shocked. I did not think that they would let that happen. And then they said, you know, you can you can run up to eight races and not lose your points fund, you know, and still maintain outlaw status. I was shocked. So um, I think it's good for sprint car racing. It's good for the fans. It's obviously good for the drivers. Um, so, and, you know, I think Ryan Walker tweeted yesterday that sprint car racing is, is probably the healthiest it's been ever right now. We got 15 or 16 full-time World of Outlaws drivers uh, running for the most money they've ever had, you know, with that exclusivity bonus. I think that's huge for some of these guys. Uh, more to win the championship, uh, more to, you know, uh, more big high-paying races. You know, Houston's, um, Skagit, Williams Grove, Knoxville Nationals, obviously Kings Royal. Uh, there's another one that popped up. Uh, what was the other one that popped up this year that's going to pay? I think the Jackson Nationals bumped up their uh, – purse a little bit too so jackson i believe is they they have a bigger purse than the knoxville nationals now i think i forgot what the exact number they're paying out is but i remember that was a big announcement when they they uh they came out with that for houston's yes for no yeah, it's, for, it's, for, for the for uh yeah for houston's that's what i meant yeah i was thinking jackson's but yeah they pay that one's gonna pay two hundred fifty thousand to win but i don't think the purse itself is going to be like throughout the whole field like i'd be shocked if it paid fifteen thousand to start the houston's race you know but it's still insane to think you know quarter million right there in in one night so um the purse obviously is very good i just no one is going to top the knoxville nationals purse where it's you know five thousand for fifth in a c main you know that's uh that's why it's called the granddaddy of them all you know to that it, it helps all the teams that go there they're all going to make a little bit of money whether they're in the e-main and they're getting two grand or they're in the feature and they're dead last getting 15 you know no doubt um well yeah without further ado i guess we should uh we should unveil our 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 top fives here and kind of get into that and discourse and similar to what we did last year i'll have uh i'll talk to Derek later when we we do the the rest of the show too but um yeah, I mean, are are you game to start that kind of countdown from five to one and see where uh, see who we have taking him the crown this year? Yeah, that's cool with me. I'm actually walking into a Starbucks right now. Um, I try and grab a coffee, or I already ordered it. Let me see if it's ready, and then we will be, I'll be good to go here. Okay. No, um, oh, it's ready. We're good. Here we go. Okay. Sorry, this might be a first on the podcast, but. Oh, I'm 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 with it. Do you like Starbucks? I love it. I get Starbucks at lunch almost every day. I get oh, the man. I get the green tea with the peach juice in it. That sounds so, healthy. I'm not on I'm not on the health train at Starbucks. I'm I got the uh, vanilla sweet cream cold brew extra cream. Oh, that sounds good. My uh, my aunt actually loves that. She always talks about it. So it's yeah, uh, solid. That's, that's some good stuff right there. Yeah, I, I I like the green tea. I stick with that. That's usually my go to when I get there. But you. Uh, you can't go wrong with the box. Can't go wrong. Yeah, so that's why I tell everybody for Christmas, just give me gift cards. Yeah, that's not a bad move. I got a couple for Christmas myself. So I blow through them really quick, though. So Yeah, I'm loading my account. I put like $50 on my account, and it usually lasts me like a couple weeks, and then I'm like loading it back up. So 
Yeah, a couple weeks. That's that's pretty good. I, I get a hundred dollar gift card and it's gone in a month. I feel like. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I hear that for sure. But um, but yes, other than the quick Starbucks detour, are we uh ready to un- unveil number five? Do you have your list either in your head or I don't know if you took it down or or you've you've even thought about it at all maybe you're just kind of coming up with it on the fly i'm coming up with it on the fly we're talking about the championship right top five in the points yes okay yeah i you go first and then i'll go all right my number five i have in my standings is carson macedo they won a lot of races last year they struggled with consistency a lot i think they'll they'll definitely be back in the championship hunt this year hell last year things kind of went south after they got that that win taken away at Williams Grove and it knocked them out a little bit. But I think, um, I think they'll be fast and win a lot of races again this year. Maybe five's a little low for that team, but, uh, I went ahead and slotted Carson Macedo in the Jason Johnson racing machine in at number five. Number five. Wow. Okay. We're going to be, we're going to be way different then. Okay. Number five for me, I'm going to go with, um, number five. I think I'm gonna go a little out of the uh, out of the ordinary here, and I'm gonna go with Spencer Baston number five. I think he's gonna have a good year. I like Spencer it. Baston number five. Yeah, I, I considered I considered putting him in in uh, in mine too. There were a couple guys that like I really like wanted to be high on and slot into my top five, but then just like looking at the other names on there, I was just like I can't leave them off the like. I honestly wanted to go bold and put Geo Selzy in my top five. Like I'll I'll reveal that now. Like I think, like I think he'll knock on the door and maybe not get there. But I think they're 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 going to be strong. So that's just like one example of somebody I was looking to possibly slot in there. But yeah, I think Geo's going to be right there, maybe sixth or seventh all year. Uh, you know, he'll probably be battling with McFadden and and Spencer. Um, and uh, and maybe Jacob Allen, if he continues his good runs from last year, I think those three will have a pretty good battle right outside the top five all year. Yeah, Logan, Logan as well, and all those guys. Like, yeah, you like you said, they'll be right in there. And but yeah, we can uh, we can go up to number four on the list. And I will I'll, I'll add this tidbit. This is the driver I think is going to win the most races in twenty twenty three. I put him at number four on my list because again, they're another team. They don't. They seem to always struggle to quite have the consistency of of the the top dogs, but I'll put him there and I'll I'll go with the prediction that he wins the most races. Number four, I put Sheldon Hodenshield. Okay, okay, yeah, that <clears throat> consistency for sure is the issue for those guys. Um, number four for me, man, I for I forgot about some of these guys. Like honestly, like. Is that is that bad that I forgot about him and like and now I said Spencer's number five and I'm like oh shoot I forgot about him oh I forgot about him um, so I might be way off um, but number four man I think I want to go I think I want to go Brad Sweet number four is that is that I, ridiculous I I think it I think it's bold for sure I don't think it's definitely bold but yeah I mean he, they, so they're having a little bit of a crew change right Brad Sweet. Uh, it was Brad Sweet, Joe Mooney, Andrew Bowman, and Eric Prutzman were the four guys in the last three years that have won that championship every year. And this year they've had a little bit of a switch up. Joe Mooney is now the crew chief for Anthony Macri. He's out. And they put Ty Wolfgang in um, to replace him. And I'm not bad mouthing Ty Wolfgang at all. But, you know, you, when you have that 
mesh with the certain guys for that many years with all that success, you know exactly what to do every time you show up to the racetrack. You know what Eric's going to want. And those guys, you know, Andrew and Joe know exactly what to do every single week. And Brad knows that his car is going to be, everything's going to be tight. Everything's going to be done right. And you change things up a little bit. I don't know if that if that uh, affects it at all. You know, Brad only won five races all year last year. Five races. That's it. I mean, Jacob Allen had four. You know, so um, I think that Brad is going to run fourth in points this year. Calling it right now. You heard it here first. Hey, I, I like it. I like it. We're going bold, and I'm, and, I'm here for it. And I feel like he's got so much on his plate with the high limit deal and silver dollar. And everything else that goes on behind the scenes, I feel like he's going to get kind of, you know, maybe a little bit flustered. But he's going to have too much going on in his life, man, and it might affect his racing a little bit. Man, you're you're making the pitch to me here. Like you're making some very some very valid arguments that are, are definitely having me uh having me believe there's a lot of validity in what you're saying. But my, you know, we said the same thing going into. Well, I don't want to say we. I, I I picked Brad last year, so. I'll I'll take that victory lap for that, even if it seems like the layup pick. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you, you definitely make a valid argument. But I just it seems like they started to pick up towards the end of last year, where like whatever they were missing towards the end of 2021 and the start of last year, it really seems like they were starting to figure it out at the end of last year. I mean, really, where it changed for me is like once you see Brad win a race at Williams Grove, you're like, okay. Like Brad Sweet has is is that that team's figured this thing out when you got Brad Sweet winning races at Williams Grove, so yeah, that, that was a big deal. I will say that now that they've got the Grove figured out, he doesn't really have any. You know, it is funny though because last year, you know, he finally breaks through at Williams Grove and gets the win, but then at Williams Grove later in the year, that's his one DNF, and that's what almost loses him the championship. I feel like that's kind of funny. You know, like he. He finally broke through the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows. He almost loses the championship, you know. But um, but I just think, man, five wins. That's got to be his lowest win to- total in, like, six years, you know, on the Outlaw Tour. So, I don't know, man. I got him at number four. I don't hate it. But, uh, yeah, well, we will move on to number three. And number three, uh, another guy is strong. I think – I think all five of these guys is like are going to be in this championship battle. I don't think there's going to be like a huge gap from one to five, and that's easy to say now. But like I think all five of these guys that I name off have like a realistic chance to make a run at it. But so and for that reason, I say number three. But I think this guy will be like right there, like banging the door down to win this championship. Number three, I'm slotting in David Gravel. Gravel at number three. Okay. I think, man, I think I'm going to go with the same. I think David Gravel, number three. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I mean, obviously they're a strong team. I don't, I don't know what the knock on them is. Like they're, they're a strong team. They have the consistency. They almost won it last year. Uh, Yeah. They're going to be fast. They're going to win a lot of races. Like I think they'll be right there in that battle and I'll go ahead and, slot them in at number three and like they will certainly be certainly be a factor and uh you know he's gonna be fast where he's where he's fast and I don't and but I mean you were mentioning sweet winning five races last year David Gravel who almost beat him for the championship only won seven so yeah those two guys I mean top two in points did not have that many wins 
last year. You know, Carson had more. Sheldon had more. And then I can't remember. I don't think anybody else had any more than that. I mean, Brent Marks had five, and he only ran 25. Yeah, yeah, he ran a quarter of the races. So, yeah, but, yeah, it's all it, it, it just all comes down to the consistency, as we know. But, yeah, so we'll both – we're both in agreement there with David Gravel at number three. And uh, I guess that means we'll move on to our uh, silver medal, number two. I really wanted to put this guy at number one. I strongly, strongly thought about it. I kind of went back and forth, but I stuck with number two. But they really started to figure things out as the season went on. And uh, I think it'll kind of be like a renaissance back in the championship hunt this year. And I'm going number two, Donnie Schatz. I like it. I have Donnie, you know, like I said, I'm doing this off the top of my head, but I think I'm also going to put Donnie at number two. I think he's going to have a good year. I think he's hungry. Uh, you know, that Knoxville Nationals win proved that he still has what it takes. And I think you are definitely right, man. They've got that deal figured out. I mean, he was really good at Charlotte. He's always good at Charlotte, but he was good every single night. And I felt like towards the end of the year, they were definitely getting faster and faster. And he was getting you know, more and more comfortable with that, with that engine. And I think Donnie Schott's going to have a good year. I, I almost hope he wins the championship, um, but I've got him at number two as well. Yeah, I'm a big Donnie Schott's fan. I'm personally like, I'll be pulling for him to win it. And I like, I, I, I really wanted to pick him. Like I was close to just go ahead, going ahead and say it, but I wanted to stick with my guns. So I, I put Donnie at two and uh, that makes it, kind of obvious for me i'll just go ahead and say i brad sweet winning it again it like i mean you made all the arguments you made were valid but ultimately i think they're just right now the best team the best driver and like they they've had so much consistency over the last few years that it's hard to pick against them and uh until somebody shows me that they can just go and and take it from them i'm just gonna keep picking him i don't it's just impossible for me to to ultimately pick against him to to take it home, so I, I'll go with Brad Sweet winning the championship. And yeah, I think I think it'll be a tight battle overall. Like I think Sweet shots and Gravel will be those top three duking it out. And yeah, Macedo I think will be in the mix too. And and Hod and Shield those two I think will win a lot of races. And then the, it'll come down to the consistency. And then yeah, I'm so so yeah, I'm going Sweet shots, Gravel, Hod and Shield, Macedo. I'm going Macedo for the championship. I think he does it. I think it's going to be him and, and Donnie really battling out. I think Carson wins it. Um, he uh, has gotten better in that consistency uh, category. You know, he is always thinking about the championship all the time. You know, that's all he wants to do is win one of these championships. And obviously he's got winning speed. Um, now it's just a factor of instead of trying to win the race every night, if you don't have a car that can do it, it's running fifth. It's running third. You know, and I think he's he's been doing that. You know, he's been able to do that. So um, if he doesn't have that one night at at Williams Grove last year that took him out uh, of the, you know, with the disqualification or whatever, I think his his spirits don't go down in the dumps. He doesn't get upset. and He doesn't you know, that doesn't affect his mindset at all. I think he stays right there with Brad and David down the stretch, you know. So um, if Carson comes out of the gate and wins a race or two this week, and, you know, starts off strong. I think he is going to be a force to be reckoned with this year. I think he I think he wins the championship this year. I I like it. I mean, that's a strong pick. I picked him a couple years ago, his first year of Jason Johnson racing. I went 
I came on here, and that's when we first started the podcast and went bold and said he was going to win it. And I was just like a little uh, premature, but I, you know, last year was kind of like the breakout year, and I don't, I don't hate that pick at all. Like I said, I have him at five, but I could easily see that happening. Like I, I mean, I, I had gravel at five when we did this last year, and you and uh, I believe you and either Putty or or Derek, like I don't, two of y'all picked him to win. Or no, we might have had four different championships. Whatever it was, I was low on him at five, and he almost won the championships. Like. I could easily see Carson doing that. I don't hate that pick at all. They won the most races last year. So, uh, yeah, it's a great pick. Like, and yeah, I have that top five, and I could see literally any of those five winning it, and I wouldn't be surprised. Outside those five, yeah, I'd be a little surprised. But those are the five that I can easily see all five of them doing it. I just feel like the also the race for fifth and points is going to go back and forth like 100 times all yeah. year. No doubt. Between Logan, Spencer, McFadden, Sheldon, uh, who else did I mention? Oh, Geo. Um, I think the fifth, fifth, maybe even fourth, is going to be just getting swapped around every weekend, it seems like, I feel like, in the points. Yeah, Jacob Allen as well. I mean, yeah, if he keeps they, it up, yes. Yeah, I mean, they, they, were, they were awesome last year. I mean, they're another team. They didn't, like, even with uh, the bounce back year, still ninth in points. So, like, some more consists, like, over 100 points behind Basin for eighth. But, I mean, I think they'll only be stronger, so I, I'd count him in that mix, too. And then we'll see if some other guys can come up and make some noise. I don't think anybody else is going to compete for fifth. But, like, maybe Brock Zierfoss, Casey Kane. Uh, could you see, like, either of those guys possibly having a breakout year? And, like, you mentioned Geo too, as well, obviously going full-time so it'll be interesting to see like if any of those guys can elevate to that next level and and start to mix it up with those guys you know like we saw Jacob Allen last year we kind of saw him even though he came home ninth in points he was able to put himself in the mix with those guys where he's a guy you think about on a week-to-week basis and it's like who's the next driver to take that kind of step yeah, I'm not really sure about Casey and Brock. I feel like they're going to be, you know, if Casey makes it the whole year without without getting hurt, that's kind of just been the story of his career almost, it seems like, recently in, you know, the last five or, you know, so years. It's just, can he can he stay healthy, you know, and, and make it through the whole year? I think last year he only ran like 30 races total or something. Um, I don't think he's going to be good enough for a top five. I think he'll run maybe, if he makes the whole year, ninth or tenth in points, I think that's kind of where he's going to be at. I hope he does get a win, though. I really want to see him get a win because that guy has done so much for the sport with fielding cars in the Outlaw Tour for however long now, over ten years, for and for a long time, two cars. Well, now it's back to two cars, but he's one of them, right? But he's done so much for sprint car racing, and I want to see him get a win. He's celebrated in victory lane so many times as a car owner, but never for himself with the outlaws. And I think that's going to be a really special moment. I hope I'm there. You know, I'm taking a, a, a vacation, um, uh, you know, one weekend at Beaver Dam this year. Well, that's and, where, uh, what's that? That's where he's going to win then. Yeah. I know. So I'm like, so I was like last year when I took my vacation or was it last year or maybe it was the year before that. I think it was the year before. I cannot remember what it was, but it was, I took a vacation and that was the night that Donnie shots won 300, you know, it was just like, what the hell? So yeah. hopefully nothing crazy happens while I'm gone. Um, but yeah, I would love to see Casey Kane get a win before. He knows how much longer he's got uh, his career to race sprint cars. 
Jesus. Yeah, I'm going to have to cut that out. My bad. You all right or what? Tornado? No, I, I, um, yeah, that was loud. I, I, I was sitting in my car. I worked on an Air Force base, and a plane just flew, like, right over me. Oh, <laughs> so, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know if that if that was, like, as deafening, like, over the, the phone as it was on here. If it was, I'm probably going to need to go back and cut that out because I'm not trying to murder anybody who listens to this. But Yeah, it was pretty loud on my end, so you're probably going to have to chop that out, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so my fault. I, I saw it coming, and I was trying to roll my window up, and it it, it just <laughs> kind of funny. Didn't react quick enough, but nevertheless, yeah, I uh, yeah, I'm I'm the same with you. I mean, I've been a Casey fan since I was a kid in NASCAR days. He's been one of my favorite drivers. So he's my brother's favorite driver growing up. I'm the same. Like I want to see him win an Outlaws race finally so bad. And I'll say, like, I think he's gonna do it this year. It's easy to oh, say. Yeah. And another guy I'd like to see make a big step also, like a guy who's been on here before that we're fans of, like, awesome guy. You know, they started to make some progress last year, such a big step. I'd like to see Noah Gass start to uh, start to make some progress. You know, they were clicking it off and making features towards the end of last year and seemed like they were starting to figure things out as a team. So I don't know if they're going to have race-winning speed this year, but I, I do think they're going to be a lot better and he's going to take a step up. So – I'd love to see. Uh, I'd love to see more progress out of that team. I think we see Noah Gasket a top five this year somewhere, um, and definitely more than two or what was it? Maybe three top tens last year. Two. I think he, okay. he had two. Okay, I think he gets maybe eight or ten this year. Watching him last night at Volusia, wow, he looked really good. Like I'm not saying he looked like you know Carson Macedo or something going around Volusia, but you could just tell by the attitude of the car, by the way that Noah was driving, that a full year on the Outlaw Tour has done so much for him as a driver. He is on the gas. He's running the right lines. He's not making mistakes. And I think Noah Gas is going to be super fun to watch all year. I'm thinking 8 to 10 top 10s, and he sneaks in a top 5 somewhere. Um, Especially uh, since he's going back to racetracks that he has now seen for at least one time, maybe twice, right? He's going back to tracks for a second time and that is huge man like it's tough to go out there the first year and see all these tracks for the very first time um it's tough for your crew chief to figure it out and i think noah gas is um he's not gonna light the world on fire by any means but i think he's gonna have a, a nice quiet uh you know decent year you know eight to ten top tens that's my bold prediction for him i like it yeah i don't i don't disagree with any of that and then um yeah as we keep the thing going and begin to wind the show down and uh, I'll let you get in any other bold predictions if you want. But last guy I wanted to bring up specifically was uh, actually two more things I want to bring up. I wanted to bring up, get your thoughts on Robbie price full time, what you expect from him, that rookie of the year campaign for him and, and that team. And then also uh, the switch to TRD full time for uh, James McFadden and the Roth team, what you expect to see out of them. Oh, uh, you know, the, the Toyota deals, pretty cool because they toyota has put in a lot of money this year into not only the world of outlaws sprint car series but they've put a lot of money into that extreme outlaw series and they've become the title sponsor there and now i can't remember what exactly they're sponsoring for the sprint cars is it the dash is it the toyota dash now or am i wrong on that do you know i do not i I saw the federated auto parts is sponsoring the work area Uh, the work zone work zone the work zone 
Okay. It's going to be tough for me to figure that out. It's gonna, I'm going to screw that up a lot. The FAP works, works man. Yeah, there we go. The FAP. Wait, Federated Auto Parts. Oh, FAP. Yeah, FAP, work zone. Yeah. Maybe I'll say that. No, um, they started sponsoring, like, the NASCAR race at Richmond a couple years ago. And, like, when they first did that, like, NASCAR was tweeting out, like, hashtag FAP 400. And they changed that real quick. Like. Yeah, that's not good. They changed it to Federated 400, I believe, before the weekend was even over. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, But, you know, I think Toyota is – I want to say they're sponsoring the Dash, but I'm not sure. But last night, their prevalence was very well known at the the track. They had big old banners on the wall. You know, they were – they had stuff all over the racetrack. So, um, I – and then James McFadden was – I want to say – him and Reitzel both had Toyotas in, and they were the fastest guys in the last session of the night. You know, so um, I think McFadden. I think they they finally break through for a win with a Toyota. You know, McFadden won last year at Lakeside, but that was not with a Toyota in. Uh, or Reitzel, maybe he'll get a win. Um, those motors are right there, and I think it's only you know people. Oh man, Toyota. You know, all these sixty-year-old guys are complaining because it's not an American brand or whatever. You know, they like Chevys or it, like it is now though. <laughs> I know, it, yeah, I know. But like, oh man, I'm I'm a hundred years old and I don't like how it's a, you know, this Japanese company or whatever. But dude, they these guys got so much money. They're big in NASCAR. You know, they can pump money into this sport and bring maybe new teams on that want to run a Toyota engine. You know, with World of Outlaws. So, um, I think it's good. Uh, more engine manufacturers, more. Uh, more eyeballs on it with with a big name like Toyota, so I like it. I hope McFadden gets a couple of victories for him, and they and they see that return on investment for him. You know, so. By, by the way, I just wanted to add the really dumb part of that is like, if you want to get into the weeds on that stuff, like Ford and Chevy are more like foreign manufacturers than Toyota is these days. If you look at like where parts and vehicles are like actually like manufactured and made. Like Toyota is actually like one of the most quote unquote like American car makes out there, but I digress from that. Yeah, it's I just read all these comments on Facebook from all these all these guys and their profile pictures like an up close selfie. You know, it's just with, like and I got an old guy. You know, you know what I'm talking about He's with the Oakleys on. Yeah, well, I mean, either that or the or the um, what are the, what are those the the locks L O C S glasses? You know. Have you ever seen those? They're Lokes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, just like they just – it's just like the picture is from like four inches in front of their face, and that's their profile picture. <laughs> You've seen that meme with like all like the bubbles with like the angry yes. react. Like... And those are those are the guys that are complaining about Toyota. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. But so, but what was the other thing we were talking about? Uh, Robbie Toyota? Price. Oh, yeah, Robbie Price. Yeah. Um, You know, he didn't practice last night, and I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, because he's never ran Volusia before, and I figured he would have got out there and got some laps in. But with Jason Sides as your crew chief, you, you just you never know what the heck is going to happen, you know. So I love Robbie. I, I can't wait to do an off days with him. We were going to do one at the end of last year, but I think it just makes more sense to do it now that he is a full-time outlaw last year. I mean, he technically was, but he only ran half the year. So excited to get, get him out to – I think we're going to do some mini golf or something with him and, and let people get to know him a little bit better because he's pretty, you know, unknown, I feel like, before joining up last year. You know, he's kind of a West Coast guy, ran a little bit ASCS here and there. Um, but he's he's hilarious, um, and I think he could 
Uh, he'd have a decent year, him and Noah Gass. I wish that Robbie Price – I mean, I wish that Noah Gass was a rookie this year. Um, I don't think he'd have anything for Geo any, by any means, but I think him and Robbie would be able to have a pretty good battle all year long. Um, you know, they're kind of uh, – you know, Robbie's got way more wing sprint car experience in a 360, um, but the Noah, you know, he's got a lot of experience with, with midgets and things like that, you know. So I think it could have been a good battle between those two, and it still will be all year for whatever place they're going to be racing at in points. So uh, a, lot to, a lot to watch for between Noah and, and Robbie this year. Robbie's going to be having the same thing, man. He's going to be getting back to tracks for the second time, um, and you could tell that he was making progress last year as well. And right now, Robbie Price – has two World of Outlaws top fives and two top tens. So if history repeats itself, Robbie Price, uh, you know, his next top ten more than likely going to be a top five. Right on. Well, that's a, that's an interesting stat there, and I guess we can uh, use that to, to put a bow on everything. I don't know if there's any other uh, any other predictions or stories you want to bring up before we get out of here, but – I got to go in and get back to work soon. I don't know. If so, and I know you're down in, uh, down in Florida getting ready to cover some modifieds tonight. So yeah, we can, uh, we can go ahead and, and, and put a bow on everything here. And I don't know if you have, uh, anything else to add before we, uh, we, we wrap it up. Uh, I mean, I'm just, I'll just say that, you know, I think this is going to be the most competitive season ever. I mean, <laughs> it was competitive last year. You know, I just think this year is going to be, a whole different deal with with the rise of Jacob Allen, with the addition of Geo Selzy, um, with some of these guys getting better and better, 16 or 15 full-time outlaws, man. I think this is going to be one of the best years of World of Outlaws slash, you know, sprint car racing we've ever seen, you know. So all that extra money up for grabs, the big races, there's going to be more eyeballs on sprint car racing than ever before. So um, just excited to be a part of it. Right on, man. Yeah, I love it. Agree with all that. But, um, yeah, great talking to you. Uh, we'll be listening to you this week, catch a little bit of the modifieds, and then obviously the outlaws getting it going this weekend. Yeah, yeah, we'll do that real quick before we – and then we'll uh, I'll jump off here. But uh, three races this weekend. Who you got? Um, I'm going to go with – I think Logan Schuhart wins one. He's usually really good here as long as his motors stay together. Um, I think he'll get one. I think – Carson gets one, and I think uh, I think Donnie will get one. Those are my three winners. And if, if if not all three of those guys wins, I think one of them wins twice. Right on, love it. All right, I, I will I will give mine later when uh when Derek gets on. But yeah, I gotta uh wrap it up and get back in here to work. We're doing this in the middle of the day, and then I'll uh finish the episode with Derek when he's able to get on here. So. Uh, but, yeah, man, I appreciate you joining you in the season, and we'll uh, definitely try to have you on even more than we did last year this year as long as you're down. But, I mean, you, I mean you're always great. You always come on here, give great insight, even when uh, we're not able to catch, like, a lot of the racing or a lot of the programs. So we'll look to have you on uh, frequently this year as long as you're down and don't have anything else going on during the week. So, uh, yeah, it's great talking to you. and no, this will not be the last time uh, we talk to you this year, obviously. so. Yeah, no, hey, just let me know whenever you guys are looking to have me on. And, you know, I'm always down to, to get it going. So, Travis, thanks for having me on and have a good day at work. Don't get hit by any planes. Yeah, I yeah, appreciate it. You got it, man. And, uh, yeah, enjoy, uh, enjoy the racing down in Florida this week in the warm weather. Yeah, I'm already sunburnt, so that's a good start. So <laughs> There you go. Only five more days to go. Yep, exactly. So, all right, man, we'll talk to you later. Thanks. All right, see you.
All right. Well, I'm glad I was able to have a discussion with Chase there before the season and kind of get his thoughts as he's busy uh, working with the Modifieds. We talked about the Modifieds, the Chili Bowl, the, and then the, the Outlaws season and predictions and all. So that was a, a good time. And now Derek is on here with me to talk about the same thing. So, um, yeah, so without further ado, I'll roll you in and uh, get your thoughts. Since you weren't able to hop on with us when we did that, uh, I'll kind of give you the floor to give the, your own outlaw prediction preview, anything you want to talk about, and I'll I'll fill you in on anything we talked about if, if, if you want to know if it's relevant to what you bring up. But, yeah, Derek, welcome on. The floor is yours. Yeah, I appreciate it. Glad you got Chase on. I know his schedule is really tight this week with the – Outlaws kicking off and also the mods on uh, Dirt Vision all week. So glad you were able to get him in, squeezed him in on your lunch break. So we are grinding here at Rose 1 through 10, as they say. So love it. Uh, great job by you. Awesome to have him on. Can't wait to go back and listen to that part of the interview myself when this episode drops. But um, yeah, you guys talked uh, top five, I guess, is where you said you guys left off. Uh, is that correct? Uh, we talk, we didn't leave off, but yeah, we talked about it. Like during our discussion, we both kind of gave our predictions, kind of the, the same format that we've done. What this is the, I guess the third straight year we've done it. Give our top five world of outlaws picks. So did yeah, that well, with, uh, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into that. Cause I think I'm going to stir, stir up some, uh, some debate between me and you. And so we'll, we'll, uh, kick it off there. Cause I think it, it'll kind of set up my whole, uh, my whole outlook, kind of what I'm thinking. So, top five from five to one, um, starting out, Logan Schuhart finishes fifth in points this year. I think the Shark Racing Boys have a solid year, and uh, I think they finished sixth last year in a point, so I think this year they jump up one spot and finish fifth. Me think- and Chase both had Logan. I'll just give you some notes there real quick and, like, give you hours as we go along if you want, but – me and neither me or Chase had Logan in our top five. So, yeah, I, I, uh, we talked all fair, but yeah, you. So uh, I thought that was. I think that's going to be interesting to watch them race this year. Um, Sheldon Hodenshield, I believe I had him as my champion last year. That didn't work out too well, but I, I think they will be inside the top five. Finish fourth this year. Uh, I also have him fourth. So. He was outside of Chase's top five. I had five Macedo. Chase had five Selzy. And, yeah, Chase had four uh, Sweet, actually. And I have four Hot and Shield. And I also picked Hot and Shield to win the most races. I like it. Uh, my third, finishing third this year, dethroning the champ, the four-time champ. Brad Sweet finishes third. All right, yeah, I obviously have Brad Sweet as my champion again. Chase had him coming home fourth. Uh, they lost some uh, some crew members there. Uh, can't remember the crew chief's name, uh, but, yeah, we talked about him. He left to go work on Anthony Macri's team. So they got some uh, some new – they got some, some new blood in there, but obviously uh, so far so good for them as they are one for one after last night. So that's uh, – of note, but but yeah, I had Sweet taking it home again. So you have him getting dethroned. Yeah, I do. Um, finishing second, I got Macedo. That them boys are fast. 
Uh, they had the most wins last year, if I do recall, with eleven. Um, I think him, yeah. him and him and that him and that uh, JJR team find some consistency again this year, and uh, and find themselves battling for the top of the points. But I think it's yeah. David Gravel coming out with the championship this year. All Rock right, solid. All right. Yeah, me and uh, me and Chase both had Gravel third on our list, and um, and uh, yeah, I had um, I had Macedo fifth, and Chase had Macedo as his champion. So I guess right off the top, like interesting of note, you said we were going to debate a little bit. So I mean, it's one that me and Chase will both kind of hard disagree with. We were both like really high on Donnie Shots. He started to figure things out at the end of last year. And me and Chase both agreed that we were both close to picking him as our champion. And we both actually had him coming home second in ours. And nice. you don't have him in the top five. So I guess we're well, both so a little higher on. I actually had six so, and I didn't realize it. So shots would have been six. So just missed it. My top five. Yeah. I mean, all, all like all those guys are so fast. Like that wouldn't be surprising at all. Like, but, yeah, we talked off air that it, it basically you name any of those guys and throw them in kind of any order, and it, it would make sense. You know what I'm saying? You can make an argument for any of them, really. And you have to include, like, you had Logan, but I was just going to say in general, like the Shark Boys, Chase had Gio Selzy in there. You have to throw James McFadden in there. Like, there's a lot of, like, fast, competitive guys that you could easily see, like, cracking that top five in that championship battle. Like, we talked a lot about – the steps like Jacob Allen took last year. And we were like, yeah, is, is he going to take another step this year and go from winning some races to a championship contender? Yeah, definitely a lot of, uh, a lot of interesting storylines to, to uh, watch for as we kick off the season um, tomorrow, as we're recording this Wednesday night at eight 30. Um, I don't know when you're going to drop it, but yeah, Thursday season kicks off. So you're excited to have Chase on here to get things rolling for, like you said, thir- third year in a row. Um, really appreciate him taking the time and us finding some time to uh, get that done. Um, yeah, for sure. As far as other storylines, I'm excited to uh, continue to watch. Uh, you got Casey Kane coming back. Um, that's exciting. Um, what else we got? We got a couple pup, couple uh, weekends at Port Royal. We're not going to the West Coast um, early in the season. We go from Volusia straight up to Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yeah. Up at, yeah. we we take like a month off and and then head. Uh, oh no, we head back, back to, to Volusia. Yeah, yeah, back to Volusia and then back to Volusia and then yeah, the next weekend to uh, Port Royal. So glad to see. Uh, a whole weekend show early in the year at Port Royal. I think that place would be packed for that. Exciting. I'm going to try to make that show. Um, I just don't know what the point of going back to Volusia is. Like, that's my – like, like why can we not get a Volusia date, like, later in the season? Like, why do we got to jam Volusia in, in February and, like, yeah, now I mean, it's just, a it's second t- weekend? It's tough. I mean, it's it's tough to find some good weather in that time of the – you know, that time of the year. Um, I mean, Florida, I feel like Valid. it's – that Florida is probably the best place, um, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, we all, we always talk about how tough this beginning part of this year is. I mean, don't get your hopes up for racing any of them weekends. <laughs> you know what I mean? We've seen this story play out before, so fingers crossed that everything goes to plan and we can get some racing in the beginning of the year. But 
Uh, yeah, no, no West Coast swing uh, in the early part of the year. Um, I said Port Royal, then a, a Friday show at Williams Grove and a Saturday night show at uh, Lincoln. Uh, I'm sad I'll be out of town for that that show because that is going to be awesome. I'm excited for that. That they usually get a weekday show. Um, so cool to have a Saturday night show for them. Um, and then that moves us into Friday at the Talladega Short Track, which I imagine you'll try to try to be down for that. Yeah, I had that whole weekend like penciled in as my uh, make that trip to Talladega Short Track, and then that uh, Magnolia, uh, Columbus, Mississippi. That's like oh, nice. Another, You're gonna go there like, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm planning on on just uh, making the whole trip. That's like an extra. I think that's like two and a half hours from Talladega. Like, really, that's not bad. It's like, yeah, it's like just over like the Alabama Mississippi border. So then it's that's like that would put me like on Sunday for like five hours, five and a half hours getting back home. So I'm planning on just it's trying like, to hit both of those. It's a little further than Port Royal. It's not hateful. You can make it. Yeah. Yeah, no but doubt. Yeah, that's, that's sweet. I didn't realize that uh, Magnolia was that close, but I, yeah, I, I see that they, uh, as we're going, I'm going through the list here down the schedule, uh, excited to go back to Magnolia. Magnolia, I know uh, a couple years ago they put on a really good show. Um, then we go to Texas. Um, and then that's when the thing things really pick up and you're all over the place. Uh, it's a lot of Midwest shows. Um, I guess we're in Knoxville, Federated Auto Parts. What else we got? Eldora, let's race two. Oh, the million dollar race at Eldora this year. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, me and Chase talked about that. He was actually saying he doesn't think as many cars are going to show up to that. We're like, we heard the opposite from, from Justin Peck last week. He doesn't think as many cars are going to show up to that as people think because he thinks with it being midweek and all that and all these teams like expecting this incredible car count that a lot of teams are just going to decide that they don't think they have a chance to win it and not show. Cause it's not like a crazy purse, like throughout the field. It's just like that, like million dollar to win. So yeah, I was saying how I think it's going to be like an insane car count for that. And Chase was saying he kind of has his expectations tempered as far as that goes. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm sure you'll have your normal heavy hitters, obviously. I mean, nobody's going to pass up a million bucks. But, yeah, it would be interesting to see that be a storyline we can follow up on uh, later in the year. Um, we what got else BAPS got? on the schedule this year. Yeah, That's we do. be pretty sweet. Yeah, new track and BAPS coming to the ske- to schedule. When is that? Have we already That is that? a Wednesday. Wednesday of uh, Summer Nationals week. Okay. Yes, yeah, I see they got – Three races leading up to uh, the Morgan Cup as well. They got that Wednesday show at Lincoln and then the Friday-Saturday show at the Grove. Um, and then, yeah, you said Wednesday at BAPS, um, July 19th, and then Friday-Saturday show at the Grove. Yeah, that's uh, definitely exciting. Um, and brand-new track this year, by the way. Uh, sounds like a pretty crazy, like, like a pretty big like party environment, pretty cool place. Uh, but World of Outlaws never raced uh, Ogilvy Raceway Saturday, June 3rd in uh, Ogilvy, Minnesota. Uh, they're racing there, uh, High Bank 3-8 Mile Oval, um, and it'll be the 224th different venue that the Outlaws will be that the Outlaws will race at. Nice. That's cool. Sounds exciting. So yeah, it's it said they have like 
what it would they put on here uh 40 acres uh controlled spaces a full kitchen a bar restaurant vip suites and trackside tailgating nice. so it sounds pretty uh pretty beefy for i mean what you're kind of accustomed to at you know dirt tracks there's usually not that much entertainment and amenities there but that place sounds pretty sweet yes yeah, certainly um but what else you got anything else to add on the schedule change uh, as far as the schedule, now nah, nothing else like huge. I mean, there's some new tracks that jump on the schedule, but I mean, let's face it, like me and you aren't going to be the type to give full scouting reports and breakdowns of these tracks. We don't really know anything about. I don't want to speak for you. I don't really know anything about them. So, uh, no, 81 we'll, Speedway, we'll... Tri City Speedway, as I mentioned, Ogilvy, Baps, Talladega. Yeah, I mean, we'll do our weekly uh, report on those when when the week comes so just uh stay tuned for that um yeah i don't really i don't know if you have any other storylines from uh the sprint car world yeah Uh, me and chase got ours out so brad sweet got the win last night in the uh all-stars circuit of champions um I don't have the podium pulled up here. If you could stall for me one second, it, it was it. it was sweet gravel shoe heart. There you go. Or, Thank you. No, yeah, sweet shoe heart gravel, and what I can't remember, but no, nah, I watched it last night. So, yeah, I didn't stay up with the whole flipping between the mods and and uh, flow. I did not make it. So, yeah, that was a that was a pain in the ass. I was just like, luckily, like I had. Like I don't have flow on my because I gotta watch TV through my Xbox, so I can I can't get flow on there anyway. So flow stuff I just watch on my phone. So I just had Dirt Vision on TV and flow on my phone. Nice, yeah. Sweet Shoeheart Gravel was the uh, finish there last night at Volusia. Um, Hard Charger was shoot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Either way. Yeah, exciting stuff. Uh, I'm not sure how tonight's going. I'll probably as soon as we get done recording this, flip that on, and yeah, we'll uh, try to watch some of that maybe. But uh, yeah, I guess that wraps it up for the Outlaws. I don't know if you guys yeah, just uh, of note that that you didn't mention. I mean, me and Chase talked about, but rookie of the year battle: Geo Selzy and Robbie Price for Sides Motorsports. Those will be our two guys going for rookie of the year. So. You'd expect GSLZ wins that, but I don't know. Like Robbie Price is a is a good driver, and maybe they'll figure some things out besides motorsports and and, and be a part of that battle. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, them sides bar and grill boys uh, definitely know uh, know how to build a race car, and and we'll see how that continues. And they can they can fare for the year, but definitely GSLZ. We know he's a heavy hitter. Um, can go up toe to toe with just about anybody on any night. So excited to see them go full time this year. Um, yeah, he might be a rookie, but he probably won't drive like one if yeah, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I didn't realize like, for the outlaw. Me and Chase did like I didn't realize for the outlaw. It's like you can literally run like ninety nine percent of the races, but if you don't declare yourself as full time, you can still run for rookie of the year. So I was saying, it's like I think Casey Kane ran for the rookie of the year, like. Last year or two a year ago, last year, yeah. I mean, yeah, he kind of so, fell out with all yeah, the races, the, which I, yeah, but but that's what I'm saying. It's like, who would have thought Casey Kane would have been a world outlaws rookie? Like, 
he doesn't he has way more talent than any other rookie. So Yeah. And that's that's we, we both said that too is like one of our stories that we're hoping pulling for this year. Like I just want to see Casey Kane get to run a, a full season, like not have any injury issues because that's just the whole latter part of his career going back to NASCAR is just marred by injuries and, and whatnot. And obviously he's at a point in his life he's not taking any chances if he's feeling right, if he's not feeling right. So just hope he can get through a, a full season. Yeah. Um also, before we go, uh, of note here, as I'm looking at some stories, uh, Whiskey Myers coming back for 2023, and uh, we haven't talked about it since uh, you went to that concert that they had on Dirt Fishing. So uh, talk to us about that, our good buddies, Whiskey Myers. Uh, they uh, were coming back bigger and better this year for 2023. I think they saw a big uh, upturn in their profit or whatever. Um, but, yeah, you, you were at that concert. What did you think of that? Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. I mean, it's like right down the street, but it's funny to go to a concert and see like a big giant like camera well in the middle. Like it's like not what you're used to seeing, and fucking like like pit reporters. Uh, what's Hannah Newhouse up there? Like doing. Uh, it's just like weird. It's like it, it didn't feel like a concert. Like it's just different than anything you've ever seen. But I mean, that's cool. I hope they got uh got some good numbers and. And people watching that, I mean, it's pretty sweet, something different. So, yeah, I mean, good stuff, good advertising for them, I'm pretty sure. Got people more likely to, to go see them this year if they were able to watch that and enjoy it. So, Yeah, um, they're, they're going to be doing uh, a bunch of different stuff this year. Um, their their logo should, will be featured on all full-time World of Outlaw cars, um, as well as awarding $50 to each feature. Uh, each feature to any driver with a decal that finishes sixth. Um, oh, they're giving out big money there. Yeah, big time money. <laughs> but no, I believe they're also doing the four wide again. Um, I believe there there's gonna be a couple more promotions and stuff down down the road. So definitely excited they're coming back. We're big fans of them. Um, the four wide salute thing was kind of lame, to be honest. Like I'll just say straight up, like can we actually get like their song like playing and like different songs and stuff where like they would just play like the riff from mud and then they'd just go into like whatever song they play after that. Right. Like, they would play like 15 seconds of the riff from mud. Like let's actually get some, uh, get like play the song and like let them have like uh, the whole four wide salute. Why not? And like shuffle it up with different songs. Right. Like after, after you do the, after you have the uh, Chicago Bulls theme or whatever, then, kick it into some whiskey Myers for the, for when they do whatever they burn, they run in like a hot lap or whatever. The last couple of hot laps. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. yeah I mean, they, hopefully they I, get I would out. love to see that, but that's not our call. That's up to dirt vision and whiskey Myers and who all does. The I don't know what, what the, what they got schedules looking like this year. I saying, but like, it'd be cool to see them like play at some races. Like how badass is that? Yeah, no doubt. Be awesome. Um, so be interesting to see what they have, uh, what they have up their sleeve for that. It's, it's a, a weird partnership from like the time they announced it, but I mean, it's pretty cool. Like nevertheless. Yeah, certainly not what you expected, but very cool to see the crossover between music and racing. And certainly, uh, two things that we love sprint car racing and whiskey Myers. So yeah, had to, had to get that in before we, uh, switch over to the stock car side of things. Um, Anything else with the wings? 
Nah, I don't got anything else to add. Just uh, excited. Uh, hopefully the weather holds off for Volusia this weekend because last I looked, it, it wasn't looking too great. But hopefully, yep, fingers hopefully crossed. That yeah. Um, tomorrow looks good, but Friday and Saturday look iffy. I'm glad I wasn't planning on going down there this year because I'd be, I'd be sweating it if I was. Yep. Um, well, that's kind of a good transition because I was also looking at the weather for Florence. I was thinking about making that trip, but uh, it's not looking too hot down there either for the uh, late model race where Dale Jr.'s running. So don't yeah, think we're going to make that – don't think we're going to make that trip. Uh, as I pull it up right now, yeah, it shows a 90% chance of some, uh, cool. some some things happening. So, yeah, uh, that's, I said, kind of a good transition to the stock cars. Uh, said that uh, it looks like a baby, a big weather celeb is coming up the uh, East Coast this weekend. But, yeah, we'll hope yeah, for we're the supposed best. To get, yeah, we're supposed to get dumped on here tomorrow, like at like all day after like eight AM. So I know like I'm like my buddies in Alabama are getting like pissed on tonight. So it's just like coming across the whole the whole country basically. Yep. Um but yeah, I don't know. Well we we had the clash on Sunday. Um we haven't really shared our thoughts on it, so I don't know if you want the floor kinda Tell us how you thought of what you thought about it, and uh, I'll yeah. either interject yeah, I mean, or rebuttal when I see needed. I, I mean, I told you a little bit like before we 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 started recording, but it, to me, it's just like I don't. And I think with like how like the Super Bowl ended up because like they made the NFL schedule longer. It's like the Super Bowl is like this upcoming weekend now, which is like why the clash moved back to last weekend, but which is cool to have, like, an event that weekend, like, in between the Super Bowl, at least, because I don't give a shit about the Pro Bowl. I, I don't know when the last time I ever watched Pro Bowl was. but certainly um, not watching flag football. Sorry. Yeah. But, I mean, that was probably better than what it's been the last few years anyway. But, yeah, I don't know. It's meaningless. But, nevertheless, uh, yeah, so, like, that, that ended up – so now the clash is, like, two weeks before Daytona, but – so it's like, and even more now that it's just like separate from the, where like before when it was in Daytona and it's like the week before it felt like, okay, like this is like speed weeks. Like, okay, this is the start of speed weeks. This is the start of the Daytona 500 basically. Now that it's like a separate thing, I, I, I just don't really care about it as much. Like it was cool last year, like the first year was in LA and then, this year, it's like, I didn't even, it didn't even like dawn on me till last week. Like, oh, we're racing this weekend. And it was like, I was just watching it on Sunday and I was just like, eh. I mean, I was just going through the motions. It didn't really like ex- excite me too much or enlist anything out of me too much. And then like the race itself. I mean, it's, there, I, I think, I think there's, like I said in the group chat, there's just too many cars out there and it could turn into a clown show as a result. Uh yeah, I mean it was it wasn't terrible to me. I I was actually really excited, looking forward to it. So uh, uh, I felt like the build up for last year, I wasn't as ex- like I don't know if I wasn't uh, looking forward to it as much. I or I just was like the unknown of like what what's gonna happen here. Like, can they pull this off? Like, was I like you know what I'm saying like are we gonna look like a bunch of buffoons out here? You know what I'm saying? It a track that rips we, up halfway. You know what I'm saying? I was like, I don't know. 
But I knew going into it this year, I don't know. The, like, I was super hyped up about the event. It's a super cool event to me. Um, like I said, like, the the halftime performance, like, I was hyped up after that. The I like that. Time. Yeah, that was I, – I did like that. That was and awesome. I, I think it's, just, it's like the perfect appetizer. It's like, yeah, man, we got – we've already got the storylines cooking heading into – Heading into the season, I mean, I know we go super serious. Shannon Spake interviewing Wiz had me fucking crying. Oh, like what? What are the funniest interviews? Oh yeah, me and Ben were texting back and forth at that point. We were geeking out. Um, that was so funny. <laughs> He's like, I was bringing the gas. I, and I feel bad for her because it's like, like, what was she supposed to ask him? Like, oh, I know. Like, but no, like, super uh, cool having those guys, having Wiz there, having Cypress Hill. I mean, the, the entire the entire thing, the event of it is is super cool, and I love it. It's it, it is what it is. It's its own little niche thing, and uh, I, I mean, I don't know where it goes from here. If we take it back another year, I mean, that's kind of what's up in the air right now. Question of where, what do we do with this thing? But uh, I thought this year was super great. Uh, I would say, uh, like you, uh, we need to we need to like. The halftime break cut the field in half. You know what I'm saying? If you didn't make like another, it's another like that. That transfer spot would be exciting for the for the last uh, race. I mean, it, it might turn into a, a shoe show, a shit show, like uh, it did. You know what I'm saying? Like we're still gonna have some wrecking, but I think you cut that field in half, and it, and it's better. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could pass. I mean, shoot, we saw Kyle Bush come from. He was at the front to the back to the front. Um, it seemed to me though, like, like the big complaint was like the drivers don't race with any respect, which like I do understand, like, but well, to me, I, I don't like, think it's... go ahead. I was just saying to me more than like the drivers not racing with respect, I there was just no room, and I think it was like bottlenecking and stacking up that was like causing all those incidents almost. Like that's the way I saw it more than just like guys going out there. And, fucking bulldozing it was just it, it was just too congested on that track which is like they it was what 20 like 22 cars last year i think and they made it 27 this year and i don't think it's any coincidence that you saw a lot more uh calamity this year than last year when you add more cars out there no you're you're 100 right that's what i was gonna say it's, it's not necessarily the drivers driving like dickheads it's like if you drive in just a little bit deep and like you're you're just like if you you're going in and when you tag that guy's bumper like you're not even trying to bump him like you're just trying to stay on his bumper essentially and then you know what I'm saying just like keep the run keep your position keep that one like one foot off of him off the corner you know what I'm saying and that happens three or four cars in a row and it's just somebody that energy transfers to somebody and and somebody goes around so I don't think, like you said, I don't think it's those drivers driving like dicks and and not caring, you know what I'm saying, and running each other over on purpose. It's just a product of the the track being so small and so tight. Like I said, if you cut the field in half, uh, no more than 20 cars. I mean, hell, make it 18, whatever. Make it the 16 playoff drivers. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Right there. Yeah, and I mean, 150 laps. You don't got to do the sideshow bullshit. Just could bring them in, run a couple practice laps, qualify, line them up, run them. 150 laps, all single day show. 
Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't hate. I any mean, of there, that there's or... been so many good, and that's this uh, the thing is, I've listened to podcasts all week, and we we literally go through the same thing. Is and this is what the the week off of of Super Bowl week brings. This is this is no, there's not enough storylines. Like we got a little bit, you know, drivers mad at each other. We saw Bubba and Austin, Dylan, not too uh, happy with each other after that one. Um, I think either one, whoever was in front was going to get the short end of that deal. They were roughing each other up pretty good. Uh, I mean, Bubba did the same thing to his boss, so I don't know why. No, I mean, was, I, think uh, Bubba, I think Bubba was just, like, frustrated for sure, but I think he understands, like, that's just the product of this racing. Like, he didn't do anything stupid or anything. He, he was frustrated, which I think anybody in that position would have been. He had a very good car. Um, the Toyotas were fast. I think you can take that from this. Uh, I do think Ryan Priest probably wins that race if he doesn't break. Like, I think has he, a he's... damn good job. When he took the lead and held the lead, uh, I, I really was kind of upset because that was going to ruin all my bets. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, the same. Like, I, Priest, I like Ryan Priest. I like Priest, you a lot but... right now. Like, you're, you're great. You're going to do great things in this 41, and I'm going to bet on you this year, but do not ruin my bets tonight. <laughs> nah, dude, I was in the same boat. I was rooting for Truex over Kyle. Because I didn't have money on Kyle. And yeah, I was like, all right. I had, you, I mean, by the way, we're going to our picks. Uh, great pick by Austin Dillon last week. Finishing second uh, this year. Um, and, and, yeah, I had, I the Truex was my late my late pick. But I had AD, Kyle Busch, and Truex. So, their choice. Oh, I added Truex to the card after that. I was sorry to cut you off. But I was just saying, like, after that heat, like. Oh, that, that's just, oh, I was the same way, bro. He was fast in that heat. I was like, all right, that that's that car's quick. I was like, holy shit. Like, the way he just drove right by Kyle, I was like, oh, wow. Yeah, all right. yeah I was like, probably yeah, he's gonna got something. Because Kyle had a piece, it seemed like, there early on. And I was like, okay. And then Truex. Oh, he definitely by. did. It just, was, it just wasn't as good as that 19. Like, that's what I'm saying. Truex blew, blew up my eyes like we were standing still. And I was like, oh, okay. Just did, did anybody else like drive through the field in the main event like Kyle did? Because like we saw like once Denny went back there, like he didn't make his way back up. Like yeah, Kyle was the only so. guy who, yeah, like Kyle was the only guy who like I don't know where Priest started. Like he's the one, but and also like they did a good job explaining on the broadcast, which the broadcast was awful, by the way. Like that's one thing, but that they did do a good job explaining some things and like them explaining like Ryan Priest's background and like how that's like a perfect like layout where like he's used to racing and, and, and bull rings like that and stuff and modified. So it's no surprise. He was so quick there. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, well, I was just, I thought, I mean, it was surprising because we didn't know like what he was capable of and this track is so different from everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it's obviously a new season, start of a new season. We didn't know anything. So it's just certainly, it's certainly hard to see that before uh, coming in. But, no, this certainly is in his wheelhouse. Um, any of those short tracks this year, uh, that 41 car I think is going to be a threat. Um, and I, I mentioned it, by the way. I'm like, that broadcast was atrocious. Like, well, yeah, it just and, seemed... and let, I would say let's clarify that because I, I think the, the – the, I hope you, I didn't think you. I don't think you're talking about the commentating itself, but no, no, the, not the not like the commentator. The production yeah. of it was almost rows one through ten bad. Yeah, it was like, it, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're right. Like it was just. Uh, well, and we're talking about like, Fox here, folks. 
Big Fox. Not like they were, one. Big they Fox. were talking and like, like there were like multiple times, like they would just be like talking and like go to the commercial and like the middle of while they're talking or like they come back from commercial and like, they're clearly not ready. Like things like that. I was like, like what I heard, I did listen to the DBC and I heard like Brett talking about like where they were, they're showing the battle for the lead that they just like showed the moon. Like, yeah, what? Like, like, what, what are we on? doing? Are they we kept doing? showing those like crowd reactions and stuff. I was like, what? what, 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 what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, they they were a little rusty. Hopefully, like, they yeah. get the rust off before uh, before Daytona. But yeah, Tony Stewart and, and Boyer, Mike Joy were were great though. I'm not like I'm not. Yeah, saying, no, that's like, what I, was, I wanted to bad. make sure we were clarifying that for anybody listening that the the. The commentating crew and the commentating was great. Mike Joy is always great. Boyer's been great. That uh, Gwen Stefani interview was hilarious. Um, and then Tony Stewart, I mean, what an awesome guy to have in the booth. He's actually very good in the booth, um, very insightful. He's had a lot more experience in the next gen than people would uh, would know about. I mean, obviously he tested at Bowman Gray. I believe he ran some laps um, there. Maybe it was in a pace car um but yeah tony stewart was definitely getting the uh going through the motions and and soaking it all in so he was definitely good on the broadcast i enjoyed that i believe he's in there for daytona as well yep i I like how once jimmy's car got wrecked like he was out of there he's like all right guys i'll see you later like i didn't even notice that yeah it was like 10 lap when eric jones got wrecked like what like 10, 15 laps into the race, Johnson's like, all right, guys, uh, thanks for having me on. Like, as soon as his car got wrecked, he was out The SpongeBob meme, I am a head out. Yeah, that's literally, that was Jimmy when his car got wrecked. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I, I don't know if we touched on it last week. Uh, I'm sure we probably did. The Harvick's going into the booth next year. I think that's a great addition. Um, yeah, that was kind of... Like I obvious, I guess. Like that wasn't a surprise to anybody who's been. Paying yeah, attention. yeah, he's he's been in there, in and out of there. Um, and he's very good in there. But I think that that's gonna be that's gonna step up the broadcast having that guy that's driven the next gen cars, being able to talk what? about what these guys are going through. I think that's gonna be very exciting. What year was the rumor? Was it like after nineteen or after twenty that he was like all set to retire and pull like a Carl Edwards, and they were gonna put Ryan Priest in the car, and like I guess. Either like the probably like the sponsors like talked him back into it last second. Like it was like after 2019 or after 2020, like after one of those years. But they said like it was like all signed up. Like Ryan Priest is who they're going to put. I think it's after 2020. And like the sponsors kind of like talked him. It might have been after last year because there was rumors last year swirling around that Hardwick was going to retire before the next year. It was one of those years. Like, like I mean, when, that would have made sense. Like, Harvick's just up and done. Like, I'm not learning a brand new car. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And also, think, he said, uh, I can't remember if what podcast it was on because he was on a handful there a few, like a month ago. But he talked about that it might not have been, it might have been like the people around him said that, like, no, we can't, we're not doing it like this. Like, we're doing a, a like an actual goodbye tour. You know what I'm saying? Like a farewell tour. Like, so they had to put it all together. For him to retire, yeah. so it might yeah, have been last was, year, and like that, that would make sense. You know what I'm saying? Like they, like I can see him just being like, "I'm done." You know what I mean? Whatever, I'm happy. I've accomplished everything. Which he kind of confirmed. He, he kind of confirmed like that rumor too, because he said it on uh, 
like, yeah, on, on Stacking Pennies, I think it was, where he said, like, he specifically said, like, I just wanted to do the Carl Edwards and peace it out. Like, yeah. So, but, I mean, yeah, Harvick's going to be awesome up there. It'll be <laughs> awesome to listen to him. And, yeah, I was listening to the uh, Jeff Gluck, uh, the teardown, and they, they had a good discussion. And it is interesting who's going to be kind of like that elder statesman, like, voice of the garage, like, once – Harvick's gone like now that like I mean I I guess probably Denny Hamlin yeah it'll be Denny it'll definitely be Denny for a little while and then uh then then it'll be interesting to see who takes it over uh who who kind of who kind of steps into that role um I think I know I've heard rumblings of Blaney kind of kind of not necessarily taking on that role but kind of shadowing and seeing how that's ran um, I think he would be good ambassador. He knows a lot about the history of the sport, or whatever. But that's we're getting way off down a deep hole. Um, what else from the class you got? I know you said you, um, you the cartoons. Oh yeah, I mean that's part of the broadcast. We're over that cartoons. <laughs> Cart- get rid of the fucking cartoon, yeah, dude. Why did Why did Kyle Bush like did like have like the three G logo at like his waist, and then he has like these like. Giant pecs. It's like what the like. This what? is terrible. It's Fox, it's so Fox bad. Be, yeah, Fox could do so much better. Like take notes for NBC. Like I said, I love the broadcast crew, but just the production is just so cheesy, man. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's I don't like. It, yeah, it's been that way with Fox for years. It's like it doesn't feel like we're like like NBC presents NASCAR in like a serious manner. And and then you turn on Fox and it's just like a clown show. And it's like if we're trying to like introduce people to our sport, like like why why are we having like fucking like cartoons and like sing along songs and like like Michael like the grid walk like I love Michael Waltrip, but I, I mean they just tell him to go up there and be a clown. Basically, that's he's basically yeah, I, mean, like I don't a mind that. Like a little little bit of stick is fine. Like but like I say, the cartoons are cheesy. It could just be presented way better, like you said. Take notes from NBC, yeah. Fox. You, you, uh, your production sucks. Maybe Harvick but, will get up there and just be yeah, like, I'm say, not like, yeah, y'all gotta fix shit. this shit. Yeah, y'all gotta fix this shit. I ain't gonna be part of this dumbass shit. Yeah. Um, you said you didn't care about it. You didn't have nothing to talk about. Look at me. I got fucking, I don't know how long out of you, but decent amount of content out of you. Yeah, I mean, we talked more about the broadcast of the racing. <laughs> stuff, but, no, I mean, I said but, I, I was really excited about it. I thought the racing was exciting. I mean, I said you had that rash of cautions where we couldn't get spread out, but once it got spread out again, like it was fine, you know. So this is we were in like eight laps and like forty five. It was like eight laps and like forty five minutes. It was terrible. I was like, boys, I gotta go to bed. Like I gotta work tomorrow. <laughs> Let's get this show on the road. So I, I thought they were. I thought I, I was starting to think they might. Co- oh, I, and I got one more to add before like, before we like somebody that screwed up too. I noticed like so they put on the ticket like the time that the features started, and that's why there was like nobody there for like the heat races. It's how do you screw that up? Like what? <laughs> Come on, what are we doing? I don't know. I mean, that's L.A. anyways. But I don't know. If you bought a ticket, you bought a ticket. You know what I mean? NASCAR doesn't care if you're there or not. Yeah. If you bought a ticket. I mean, 
That's true, but I mean, it also. No, I don't know. I mean, like I said, people were hanging out in the concourse, they said, so I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's your job to. Because that's a long day, bro. You're asking fans to sit in the stands for five hours. Yeah, you know I mean, that's. He, he raises five. That's a long day. That's understandable, yeah. The, just, but, it, but you bring up a good point, or, or this brings up a good point, is let's shorten this whole thing up. Like, we, we did, what, practice, three rounds of practice Saturday, and then qualifying, and then we were done. We were done by, like, 9 o'clock. Like, give me give me some heat races. Give me, give me you know what I'm saying, get the heat races done, and then give me two LCQs Sunday, and then we'll fire off the feature, like. They, or just they don't, like keep... we said before, just don't bring the whole field. Like... Well, that too, yeah. Bring, give me the playoff drivers and and be done with it. Um, but yeah, I mean, that, like I said that's we t- we talk about this every year, and this is what Super Bowl week does is we talk about the clash and what it should be, could be. Um, but either way, you can't deny it's it. like after next week, nobody's going to talk about the clash for another year. <laughs> and, and exactly, as I said, this is it's. All bullshit week of fluff until we get into the real season. So, I mean, like that that one year when Jimmy won and like they wrecked the whole field. Like everyone, they didn't fucking get rid of the clash. Like that. Was, like, yeah, yeah. The like, talk like, of the yeah, week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, we gotta change this. We can bring it to the road course or something. You know what I mean? Wish they did. That was actually probably the most that 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 clash was that was it a was good exciting. One, but... it, was a, it was put it on a good race. But I mean, I said I, I love this event. It's a very cool event. Um, I said, I don't think you need to bring everybody out here for it. Um, but nonetheless, I think we, we, we keep an event like this, whether we rotate it or whatever we do, but I, I do think cover. you probably keep it in LA next year. Cause they're not going to race at auto club next year while they're, well, I mean, the there, there's other week. options to race out there. That's, I mean, you got a couple of racetracks, Irwindale, Kern County. And there's there's other options. We also didn't race in California for a couple of years, but I, I mean that is one of NASCAR's biggest markets, if not their biggest market. They say so. Uh, that whatever we're we're getting off topic. Uh, yeah. Clash this event. I love this event. I think it's special. It creates a buzz um, to start the season. It's a weekend when you're only going up against the Pro Bowl. I think you can get a lot of eyeballs. Um, so yeah, I think it's a very good event. I was just, I was entertained on Sunday, um, and yeah, I thought the racing was pretty good. More other, people watch the clash than, than watch the shit. Other than the rash of cautions, the the racing was good. Go More ahead. people watch the clash than the championship race. Well, okay, there you go. Like yeah, I mean, so that lots of like it's whatever the not- other shit. Whatever, yeah, like whatever the other shit, you can't say it wasn't a success. Yep. Um, what else? What else? Anything else to button this? Todd Gillen really got the rug pulled out from under him. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. I mean, me and Zach were talking about this in the shop tonight. Uh, it's 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 obviously got to come down to funding. Um, but it is shicey if if it's true the way that Front Row told him via press release. Um. Essentially, so and they also, I don't know. he signed a contract to drive full time, and they're just like, never mind. Basically, and, and I mean, I, 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 neither you nor you know the full details of it. I mean, who says, yeah, that? 
You know what I'm saying? Who? Todd. I mean, you, well, I mean, who, I saw somebody who, posted who, his like tweets, and he was like not happy. Like, well, I'm sure he's not so. happy. But it also, uh, he's also lucky to be in that car. I mean, if, one, if you ask me, he he hasn't really done much to be in a cup ride, and and I don't think he really brings any sponsorship dollars. If anything, the sponsorship dollars are front row based, not Gillen based. If you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean that's been a, a pay buy car for the last few years, <clears throat> right? Ever since but, David Reagan drove it. Yeah, and but, then that's the thing is like you're fielding, you can field an extra of what five or six cars for the season, so he can run the full year. Like I, I don't know, something's weird about that, and I don't know if that's front row trying to like force him out. Like I don't know, it's it's a strange situation. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um, certainly keep an eye on that through the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I guess he's signed up for 30 races and Zane Smith signed up for the other five or six or whatever. Yeah. I think Zane has like, cause they're going to run like the 36 for a couple races. So. Yeah. So certainly interesting storyline to play out that I guess, uh, started developing the last couple of days. So yeah, we'll see. Um, Any yeah, other, I, I, Oh, JGR's Xfinity lineup is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, money over talent. <laughs> Jesus, like who, like fucking Mike Snyder, Joe Graff Jr. And like, well, that's that's the thing is like that's where we are right now. I mean, I, again, Todd Gilliam doesn't bring no money to the table. Man, I mean, he has more talent than I'm not saying he Zane Smith has a lot of talent. So I'm not saying that. You know what I'm saying? Those Zane Smith is a very talented race car driver. We don't know what Zane Smith can do in the Cup Series, so. But that's that's just my point is you got to have a lot of money, man. You got to have yeah. sponsors to back you. I mean, I honestly, the same thing with Kyle Busch last year. It all came down to dollars, dude. Well, yeah, I mean, that's a whole rabbit hole. We don't have to go down. But No, I mean, because whatever, if 3 Cheat wanted to sponsor, they're like, hey, we have a chance to sponsor Kyle Busch, like, they're not going to Joe Gibbs Racing. You know what I mean? Like Joe Gibbs well, Racing just can a, only take certain sponsors. Essentially, they're like, "Oh, nobody wants to sponsor Kyle Busch," and they're literally like sold out. Like that was like what they were putting out in the media. It's like nobody wants to sponsor Kyle Busch because he's Kyle Busch, and then literally the car is sold out this year. Like, yeah, I know. But so it's all about who you, who you can make a deal with and what your image is. But yes, speaking of Kyle Busch. <laughs> is, is he the? I'm surprised they didn't talk about uh, it on I mean, BBC at all. The what an idiot of the year! <laughs> like, it's it's really not. I mean, it's it's way more common than you think. Is it? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm serious. Like, I mean, no, no, I'm not. I'm not doubting you. Like, I'm like. Yeah, I mean, like usually in the USA, if that were to happen, like it's usually like it's up to the TSA. It's always TSA's discretion of what they want to do. So it's like. If they they've realized this guy's rich, they're like, "Oh, yeah, you can pay this big fine," and it really wasn't that much money. So, I mean, they were just like, "We'll get some money out of it," and I'm sure, sure that's all it'll be. But no, it's way more common than you think. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't have a gun personally. I don't want to sound like I'm anti-gun. I just don't own one. But no, I don't own a gun either. Like... But but if you if you were to look into the, some of the tweets that were like replied to that or about that. Um, like I said, it's it's pretty common that, that people leave 
handguns and their checked luggage, and they get discovered by TSA. I mean, it's it's like the uprise is it's been going up and up and up for years. I mean, more people that carry guns, it's gonna keep happening. You know what I mean? Just uh, yeah, yeah. Either way, I guess we'll tell a pretty the story. big Kyle Bush, Kyle Bush, yeah, was found in Mexico with a handgun by TSA. I guess I don't know what if TSA is like international. I don't know how it works, but yeah. Either way, and I guess maybe RC came to his defense. But uh, yeah, it, it's, RC sent the plane down to pick him up and get him out of there. Yeah, it's uh, it's it'll be, definitely more it'll common be, you, you, than you think. It's not like Kyle it'll be interesting to that. say it'll be interesting to see what happens if the Cup Series goes to Mexico and City because I don't think not to get too personal into Kyle's life, but I think uh, after last year, I believe it was in the summer when they were at the Mall of America and that like threat of a shooting or whatever was going on. Yeah, that might have been when Kyle decided to start packing heat. You know, I don't think so. If the Cup Series goes to Mexico City, is Kyle Busch going to have concussion-like symptoms that week, or what's? Because basically, he well, no, I mean, it's certainly in Mexico. Did you just pay off, pay off the government? Like it's down there that they they just want money. But he, I guess, he has like a suspended like jail sentence. I was like reading the thing, so I guess like if he goes back to Mexico, he has to serve that sentence or something. Maybe, yeah. Or if he goes back, he has to like pay. They'll be like, all right, yeah, you you ain't got to serve three and a half years, but you got to pay, um, we'll say, a million dollars. One million dollars. So if we see Mexico City pop up on the Cup Series, uh, Kyle Bush will be a situation to monitor. Yes. Yes. Get the fight tracker pulled up if that happens. <laughs> well, I guess we can uh, we can go ahead and pick, uh, pick our three races in Volusia and call it a, call it a show. All right, kick us off, lead us off. I don't know why we didn't just do this at the end of our sprint car portion, but, you know, we're getting back in the swing of things here. But uh, Thursday... Yeah, I wasn't thinking about it. I was like, oh, no picks this week because it's not NASCAR. I'm so used to the betting side of it or whatever, but... I will go with Donnie Shots. All right. Give me Brad Sweet. All right. Friday, I will go with one Sheldon Hodenshield. All right. Give me Donnie Shots. All right. And Saturday, I will go with, same as you, I'll go Brad Sweet for Saturday. All right. Uh, Saturday, give me Sheldon Hodenshield to get the Gator. All right. So, yeah, we're kind of on the same course picking drivers, just different days. So. Yes, sir. All right. Well, yeah, that's long enough show between when I put this all together. It'll be a pretty long show. So we can go ahead and get on out of here and get on with our lives. But, yeah, other than the Outlaws, NASCAR is off this weekend. We got the Super Bowl. Who you got? Who's winning the Super Bowl? Oh, gosh. Give me, I'm all in on the Eagles. I say, give me the Eagles. That's who I've been thinking is going to win it. So give me the Eagles. That's who yeah, I probably uh, going to take money on it. So give me the Eagles. Yeah, I, I already got Eagles minus one and a then. So, and I will say, if you're for you early betters, uh, if you want to jump on the line early line for Daytona, I've been scheming it. Um, it Ryan Blaney plus twelve hundred right now is the favorite. 
I mean, I think you got to lock that in while while the odds are still up. Dude, I'll tell you my pick. Which, by the way, Steve Letarte doing a NASCAR gambling podcast. Yeah, that's gonna very be excited, very excited for that. Uh, give me your pick. Who you got? Uh, like, so this isn't my official pick to win or anything. We'll do that next week. Eric Jones plus thirty five hundred. Oof, I like it. That that might be a lock in right there. That, yeah, I mean, <laughs> DraftKings has him at uh, three thousand right now, but that's still pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, might yeah. be a, that might be an early lock. Uh, yeah, yeah I saw that. Also, I I'm it. not sure when we're gonna be recording next. Uh, but if poll bets come out, go ahead and lock in that 84 ball, Jimmy Johnson, for the poll. Oh, okay. If we don't uh, get a get a podcast out before next week, uh, I thought you were gonna say Bowman. What like seven straight? Front rows, he's going for whatever something crazy like that. Yeah, I think we're. Uh, I think we're gonna go back to the the feel good storylines, and there's no way that NASCAR can chance uh, Jimmy not making the field, right? Shit, I, I was thinking the same thing about Pastrana, though. Like, I. Yeah, I mean, both of those cars would be, be fast. Um, certainly, if we got a Jimmy Johnson, Travis Pastrana front row. <laughs> Dude, you, like the odds would be crazy on that. Definitely check the <laughs> odds on it. If you'd be uh, something to bet on. But uh, yeah, we'll get to that next week, folks. All Until right. Then, well, see ya. See ya.